0: And welcome to the brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm Ron Luce, joined by Joe Maris today, and we are talking about a Cubs winner. But not only a Cubs winner, Joe, we're talking about a Cubs sweep. Oh, and yeah. not only a Cubs sweep, but a Cubs sweep of the Padres, who everybody seems to just love and adore, and they're the national media sweethearts this year. And guess what? The Cubs just took their brooms out and they said, we'll see you guys in, in a week down in San Diego. But you before know,
1: Joe, how you feeling today after that one? I feel great. I think it's a good time to uh, crack them. Yes, it is. Uh, it feels great, man. I mean, you know, with a half of the B team, we got playing with the Cubs right now and still being able to produce like this. It's it's amazing, especially against the MLB's darling Padres. Absolutely. And you said it perfectly. I mean, not a not a cheap win either. Uh, the oh, Cubs no. do win 6-1 to one today.
0: For those that did not see the game, we'll quickly run through the scoring with you. Um Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his first name because I will butcher it, but Kim, uh, the shortstop who was replacing... Um, Fernando Tatis in today's game. He actually singled in the first run of the game for the Padres in the top of the fourth, and that made it one nothing San Diego. And unfortunately for San Diego, they would never have the lead ever again after that, because in the bottom of the fourth um, fielding errors really got the best of the Padres today, Joe. And uh, in the bottom of the fourth, Rafael Ortega reached on a fielding error by Eric Hosmer. He tried Mm -hmm. to get Rizzo going home. Uh, It didn't matter. Rizzo still scored that tied the game. Uh, The Cubs could have done some damage, but for those that did see the game, if you haven't go watch the highlights, Kim um, and Pham actually collided in short, uh, short left field, or s- shallow left field. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, in my stupid worded use wordage use today, but wasn't a catch. Should have been a catch. Somehow the Padres are able to double up the Cubs with bases loaded. And unfortunately, PJ Higgins doesn't get an RBI when he probably should have. So uh, an unfortunate situation there. Uh, but it didn't matter because the Cubs were able to come back anyway uh, with two on. Martini walked, as did Peterson, to start the fifth inning for the Cubs. And Anthony Rizzo had his 10th double of the season to drive both of them in. That made it 3-1. to one. And then at the bottom of the seventh, the Cubs added on. Ian Happ reached once again on a fielding error. This time it was Jake Cronenworth. Uh, Alcantara, after his uh, lead leadoff triple to start that inning, uh standup triple, might I add that dude can fly. Um, he scored pretty easily on it. And that made it 4 one. And then not too long after Javier Baez hit his 14th home run of the season. And it was an absolute missile line drive out of the ballpark into left field. And um, that got made it six, one Dan Winkler, two innings of relief for him today. Gets out of it a little shaky in the ninth, mm-hmm. uh, let up a couple of base runners, but no damage done. And the Cubs walk away with one of these bad boys. <laughs> A nice fly nice. the W today, and it's not even. And I will fix that. But the point being, Joe, what a sweep of this team! So, f- for starters, I want to get your reactions to again, like you said, a sweep of
1: the MLB's national darlings right now, the San Diego Padres. Right. I mean, they came in hotter than hell. Like you know, they're a good team. There's no doubt about it. They're a great team. They got great pitching, and the Cubs were able to get the best of them. So it, it's you know, the Cubs are riding highs of all high. But, you know, it seems sustainable Mm -hmm. from what they're doing. You know, they're they're calling up guys left and right, you know, replacing guys with injury. And they're just next man up. Everybody's playing well and we're getting things going.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what's been most impressive. And I know Juice and I touched on it after last night's show as well, how – like you said, just that next man up mentality. Guys just continue to keep coming up and producing. Patrick Wisdom is just electric right now. Is hitting at an unbelievable clip. I'm actually going to get his batting average up here real quick. He's hitting 435 right now with a 1458 OPS. And sure, it's a small sample size. Mm-hmm. The point being, like you said, he came up. He's been contributing. He had a base hit today as well. You know, Now, now the big guys are getting healthy, right? Anthony Rizzo back. He does some damage today. Ian Happ. Probably the most unlucky player in baseball. I know friend of the, our friend over here Cubs on tap, but Joe over at Obvious Shirts, I know he tweeted that earlier about Ian Happ. He might be because he probably should have had a single later in the game to actually add more runs. And unfortunately, he it was just a, a nice play by Cronworth. Robbed that play. But overall, man, like you said, Ortega's coming up and doing good stuff. I mean, Alcantara has been fantastic. You know, even Martini, you know, in the limited time that he's seen, he hasn't lit the world on fire, but he's played mm-hmm. – good enough outfield defense and today he gets a walk and he scores a big run in this game uh, on that Anthony Rizzo double. So I agree with you, man, just it's
1: so refreshing to, to see that the organizational depth I think is much better than a lot of people anticipated. Right. And, you know, we'd be remiss not to mention, you know, with this, the sweep and beyond that, with this nice uh, little streak we've got going on, it's been pitching, you know, we've had a couple of games where, you know, the Cubs have put up some offense, but it's really been the pitching can't think of a, you know, throw out area to start on Sunday where he gave up three quick in the first inning, I think. And throughout that start, it's been just a pitching dominance and Mm -hmm. it's, it's been fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it really has, and and that continued today. I mean, Alzale, sure, he only went five innings, but three hits, the one earned run, only one walk, and he struck out seven. I mean, this guy just continues to just rack up strikeouts. He looks composed. He pitches with energy, which I think a lot of people love. He got really, really amped a couple times when Mm -hmm. he finished off an inning with a K today, and it's good to see, especially out of a young guy who you know, this early in his MLB career, I think a lot of people forget how young he truly is still, and not necessarily age-wise because he's I think he's 26, which is still young, I -hmm. mean, but – you know, when people think young, you think like the 23 and 22 year olds that are coming up fresh, you know, from the minor leagues, but he's only in like, that was like, I think today's like what his 16th career start or something crazy like yeah. that. He hasn't even pitched 20 games yet as, as a starter. And mm-hmm. He's already looking composed. He looks like such a different pitcher this year in 2021. We saw a little bit of of it at the end of 2020, especially in that game against the White Sox in the last weekend of the season. But he is just continuing, like you said, he's been pitching incredible. Davies seems to be kind of coming around now. Kyle Hendricks is coming around. Sure, the Mm -hmm. long ball is still hurting him a little bit, but he's getting there too. And it's, it's so refreshing knowing that your starter only needs to get through five because then this bullpen just comes out. It doesn't matter who comes into the game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what name you put on the board that day. Hey, we need Joe blow to come in and pitch some innings. They come in and they're dominant. I mean, look at today, Rex brothers, Bradwick, Tommy Nance, Dan Winkler. You didn't mm-hmm. even use any of your high leverage guys, quote unquote. And yet they still got the job done. Clean innings from every single one of them. All of them getting holds uh, up until obviously winker, or Winkler, excuse me, he doesn't get a hold or a save, unfortunately, right. but he still pitched well, and it's just, it's it's so refreshing. I think as a Cubs fan, especially because we were also concerned coming into the season about pitching, and for a long stretch of the year, it was flip-flop, where it was, oh, the pitching's been great. Now if the offense comes, and now the offense is coming. And right. now, like you said, we're really starting to see this team kind of
1: flourish into what every Cubs fan would just hope and dream they would have been this season. Right, and you, and you saw just within these three games, you saw them. The first two one on home runs. It, you know, it wasn't until today against the Padres that they scored a run, not from a home run in this three-game series. You know, the wind was blowing out the first two games; they took full advantage of it. I was there on Monday; that was awesome. Uh, yesterday, couple two big home runs, and today, you know, besides the Javi home run, all, all those runs were manufactured-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on a couple of airs, but you know, the wind was blowing in today. And you know, they did what they had to. Absolutely. And that's been the key, right? I think that's the big difference that a lot of people
0: have at times maybe understated about this offense this year is uh, like you mentioned that you know the first two games of the series, absolutely long ball centric. That felt like the Cubs of 20, you know, 17, 2018, and even 2019. But this team now, you know, with David Ross in his second year, second year, he still hasn't even managed a full season technically mm-hmm. of games yet. He's getting there, but he's not quite there yet. You know, and and like between that and just their identity, right? Like you said, they've been able to manufacture runs. They've been able to play, you know, station to station baseball. They've been able to hit the doubles and the extra base hits rather than just the home run. And it's refreshing because in order to to be a complete team and win games in this league, you got to be able to do everything. And now we're starting to see that. That come right. You know, they can they can get you the sack fly in a big situation, and have a guy score from third, you know. And really, if that PJ Higgins ball is caught, that's probably what that ends up becoming is a sack right. fly, you know. And then you mentioned it, you know, the extra base hit today from Rizzo that drives in runs, the fielding errors, taking advantage, being aggressive. That's another mm-hmm. thing that we haven't talked about a lot here. As a really as a whole, it comes on tap, but you know, and you and I can touch on it now, but just the aggressiveness of this team. This team was never that aggressive running the bases under Joe Madden, but now right. under Ross. This team does not give a flying shit. They will run on you. They will. I mean, the Cubs have stolen more bases probably this season than I think they have in in any given year to this point of the season. I agree. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, it's, that- it's been so refreshing to see that aggressiveness pay off because like you like you said, I mean, sure, it was both errors, but you could attribute the aggressive base running yeah. of the Cubs potentially right. to those errors actually happening.
1: Right, and I, I tweeted this out during the game, and, you know, with all the frustration, you know, I, uh, us and all Cubs fans alike have felt when we have a runner on third base and less than two outs, ground ball, we're going on contact. And we've seen how you know time in, time out, that results in an out at home. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating. Yeah, but today is the exact reason why you do it, because you forced Eric Cosmer, who's a gold glover, to bobble the ball. Same thing with Cronenworth. He bobbled the ball. We scored a run, and we're able to get that guy on first base. I mean, those are best-case scenarios, obviously. But that's that's what the aggressiveness does to the other team. Yeah, that absolutely
0: does. And you want to force that, right? You want to make them have to make that tough play. Because you know what? Like you said, in that instance, if Hosmer makes the plate to home plate and they get Rizzo, good for you. That's mm-hmm. why you're a gold glove first baseman. But even gold glove first baseman make mistakes. And we saw that today with Hosmer. And, I mean, Cronworth, even another guy that – I don't think a lot of Cubs fans really know much about because he's he's still pretty fresh in the league, but he's a very reliable glove most of the time. So for him to make the mistake that he made today as well is something that I think a lot of people need to keep an eye on too, um, which was certainly great to see. But I mean, you know, they're just – it's just so fun gushing about this team right now. Like there's really not a lot of bad things to say about today. Like sure. You wish that, you know, the collision play resulted in more runs and you Mm -hmm. you wish, you know, I mean, PJ Higgins did get his first career hit today. Awesome. First career hits are cool and tough here at ONTAP Sportsnet, but like overall, it's just like, they're just playing good baseball. Like you just swept the best freaking team potentially in the league in the Padres. Mm -hmm.
1: And it was easy.
0: They made it look, look
1: easy. Their pitchers are no joke. I mean, uh, what's it? Chris Paddock. They made him look like Chris Paddock. You know, you know he was. Uh, he's a good pitcher, man. You know, he they first couple innings they didn't get to him. They forced him to throw a lot of extra pitches, and then eventually, you know, the guy gets tired early in the game, makes a couple mistakes, and he hit him out of the ballpark. Same thing with yesterday. Weathers, he's a young guy, hasn't had a lot of major league experience, but you know they got he had a one three one ERA coming into the game. They got him for a couple of runs. And to Nelson LeMet, he's no joke either. He was, you know, top of the top of the list in ERA last year, mm-hmm. so he's no joke either. And you know, the, just like when we faced the Dodgers, we got their best three, we got you know some of the best from the Padres. We didn't get Darvish or Snell, but we beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, we did exactly what we were supposed to do.
0: Yeah, and and something today that I I really enjoyed, and I actually mentioned this with with Juice last night once again because we saw weathers get beat up in yesterday's game and then the 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 bullpen did enough for the Padres because mind you everybody that maybe doesn't remember the Padres have statistically the best bullpen in the National League Cubs are technically number two so their bullpen did their job yesterday they did let up a lot of hits though and that that made me excited because I was like hey if they can get to this bullpen after only seeing them for the first time all season imagine what they can do when they see them more and then we saw that today right. They got after him in that seventh inning. And finally, that bullpen kind of imploded a little bit and gave up some runs. So incredibly encouraging all around for the Cubs. You love to see them just put it all together. And Javi Valle is playing incredible baseball right now, too. I mean, it's just everything's going right right now for the cubs and it feels great because for so long it always felt like everything would go wrong and Uh april was such an atrocious month for cubs fans and people are yelling to sell the team off and people are yelling to get rid of this guy and this guy and now everybody's sitting here going wait shit we might be buyers at the deadline like they're in first in a very comfortable lead In first sure the cardinals are still just nipping at their heels but like you got to think that if the Cubs see this Cardinals team again, which they will in about mm-hmm. 10 days or so, who's to say that the Cubs can't win another series against the Cardinals then? Who's to say that the Cubs can't go out West and beat up the NL West leading San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people do forget. I mentioned that in the yeah. episode too.
1: Yeah.
0: Sure, sure. The Padres and the Dodgers are out there and they're both fantastic. They're both playing really good baseball. But the Giants lead that division. (laughs) Like a lot of people forget that. And the Cubs get to see them for four games. And then obviously the other, you know, the next three with the, the Padres again in San Diego before an off day. And then they come home for the Cardinals. So a lot of really good baseball teams coming up. But with the Cubs playing as well as they are right now, it really feels like that they can do enough damage in these next, you know, 10 games or so to continue this kind of hot streak and continue playing really good baseball as we enter mid-June and then into late June, heading toward, you know, 4th of July then, ultimately. And that's really going to be the key time of the Cubs looking and going, okay, are we buyers or are we sellers?
1: And Mm -hmm. all things considered right now, they look like buyers. Right. And I think that's something me and Cody touched on on Monday. Uh, We were talking at some point, when do you stop saying, you know, what can we get for Bryant or "What, what are we doing with Bryant? Say, why don't we just give him a reason to stay? You know, mm-hmm. Let's start giving them reasons to stay. Let's give everybody a reason to stay. Let's let's shift let's shift the the discussion. It's it's yeah. time at this point in time it's time to shift the discussion. I agree. I agree. It is time to shift that narrative because this
0: team's playing well. You know mm-hmm. we see what happens when Chris Bryant's healthy. He is a top player in baseball, and I think we yeah. all knew that. I think it was just really easy for Cubs fans to lose sight of that. But when he's healthy, he's he's a top. I would argue top five to ten player in baseball when he's yeah. fully healthy, and we're seeing that this year. Anthony Rizzo finally seems to be coming on now. I know the power numbers maybe aren't there, but again, a two a two run double today. I'll take that every time. Even if you told me, hey, Riz isn't going to hit thirty this year, he's going to hit twenty two homers, but he's still going to drive in ninety to one hundred runs. That's all I care about at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. right? And he, then, yeah, he,
1: so he's fun. usually got those early season struggles, mm-hmm. and right now, after today, I think he's up around two eighty batting average. You know, those, like you said, the slugging's a little down, but. These are, you know, April is his down month. You know, Mm -hmm. May is his down month. And right now he's at 280. So I think all in all, that's something to be excited about. I'm very excited about that because if we get true like June
0: Anthony Rizzo, because I remember I'm thinking back to like, I believe it was 2017. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time they ever tried the Anthony Rizzo leadoff experiment because he was a little cold. And the team needed a spark, and they said, screw it. He takes good at bats. We'll throw him up there and see what happens. And that's when he went on that brilliant, like, Mm -hmm. eight-game stretch of leading off. He had a couple home runs from the leadoff spot. Like, yeah, it was unbelievable. I was at one of the games when he homered, and I remember that. And I was like, holy crap, June, this is June Anthony Rizzo coming. Right. And it's June, what, today's the second? Yep. So if this is June Anthony Rizzo coming now with a hot bias, a hot Bryant, and. They could probably put you and me you in the lineup me. right now, Joe. Oh, yeah. We might hit. Like, that's what it's starting to feel like. You know, some so, of those
1: injuries were about a couple injuries away from getting the phone call, I said.
0: <laughs> it feels that way. It really does. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, but it's crazy to think about that. And then speaking of injuries, you brought it up before the show, so I'm giving you all the credit in the world because you said Mariznick and Hayward are Hayward. starting mm-hmm. today for Triple A Iowa. So yes. they're close to getting back too now. So, you know, Juice and I touched on it a little bit during last night's show about, like, what do you do with all these guys? Right. <laughs> all these guys get healthy. Like, because even the guys that are coming up to replace them are killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Alcantara looks fantastic at second base. Oh yeah. I would almost
1: argue until Horner's healthy that he should be the everyday second baseman. I was surprised that he wasn't in the starting lineup today. He's a, I'm pretty sure he's a switch hitter. So there's mm-hmm. no reason that he shouldn't be in the line. I, I don't know if he's, I, we don't haven't seen enough of him yet to know which side he's better off of, but I didn't think there was reason for him to not be in the starting lineup over. Sogard. But they won. I'm not going to complain about it. But, yeah, like, what are we going to do with these guys? Do we want to keep them and use them as bench pieces, or do we want to send it back down to get to keep getting them more at-bats so that mm-hmm. when we need them again, they haven't been sitting on their asses for, you know, two weeks at a time? Right. I mean, you saw the difference with just having Rizzo back in the lineup these last two games. Mm-hmm. If Rizzo wasn't back yet, Bryant would not have been able to have an off day. Probably wouldn't want to take Contreras out for an off day, even though he always needs one. Right. Yeah, so, just even having Rizzo back is gives us the ability to put some guys on the bench, give them a day off their feet. So, yeah, I, I'm. I, I put out a poll yesterday on Twitter, asking of the four position players on the, or if I was five position players on the IL at the time, who would you say say is the most important for the Cubs to get back? I voted Marisnik just because outfield depth is atrocious right now. True. Uh, and the vote obviously went to Nico Horner, which I totally am fine with he's probably been playing the best out of the bunch, but just as far as depth, we don't have a right-handed hitting outfielder. Mm-hmm. So that's a so that's a little concerning. So that's why I, I put uh, my, my vote for Marisnyk. So I'm excited to get these guys back.
0: Yeah. And I, I think Marisnyk going to be a huge addition back because e- even you mentioned it, right. And uh, he was playing well, like he oh, was yeah. playing very well before he got hurt. And, you do need depth and like it's, I don't mind KB playing the outfield. I really mm-hmm. don't, you know, because I think it saves his legs a little more. He's, he's a little f- more fresh playing the outfield, you know, versus third base. And especially with Patrick wisdom right now, who's playing a really good third base. Right. You don't feel the, like, and even beyond wisdom, you've got, you've got Matt Duffy playing a really good third base. And even David Bodie's playing a solid third base, right? It's like you don't need Chris Bryant every day at third. Sure. You can play him at third to get him some work there. Cause you know, there's a decent chance at some point you might need him there, but overall, you know, you can continue to move him around. And I agree with you though. I, I do think outfield depth is key and even getting Nico Horner back is going to be good too, because again, oh, yeah. another guy that can play in multiple positions, you can play mm-hmm. him at short, you can play him at second, you can play him in center field or oh, left yeah. field. We've seen it. So getting some of these guys back is going to be huge, but I, I really agree. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens when those guys do get healthy and who are the pieces that get moved around. And then like you said, who stays is more of a, I'm going to sit on the bench and be here for, you know, maybe playing every other day or something like that. Or, you know, to your point as well, do they tell, tell these guys, Hey, look, we love you. We're super happy. You did what you did, but we need you uh-huh. to continue to play every day. So we're going to send you back to Iowa, continue to get those good at bats, continue to put up the numbers. And as soon as there's another injury again, because let's be honest, this year is going to be weird. It, you know, you go from 60 to 162 is no joke. You know, you're gonna be the you're gonna be right back up. You know, right. like I think you know wisdom and especially wisdom in Alcantara for sure, mm-hmm. and even Ortega hasn't been bad
1: either. He hasn't been terrible. I think he'll be the first one to go. I I think I just as far as experience, you know, Martini, you haven't seen him a ton really at all, mm-hmm. but he's not the guy. He seems like he's got more of the experience where you know he can sit for a little bit longer, just like he's been doing, kind of, and just use him as a you know fourth, fifth outfielder use him off the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay longer than especially Ortega. And then, you know, we'll see after Alcantara, but we'll, we'll see when we get there. Yeah,
0: I agree. I I really, I mean, I like Alcantara. I think as long as there's problems in the middle infield with health, I think he's the guy that needs to stay. Um, and really as long as Duffy and, and Bodie continue to be unavailable, I think wisdom should stay too. Um, which is I, nice too, because Wisdom's an older guy as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize he's also twenty nine years old. So like right. he's been around the block a little bit. So it's not
1: like it's this fresh kid coming up to you know fill a spot. He's been around the block. You know, I I think at some point I don't I you know you see a lot of hate for Sogard around Twitter. I am not you know of that belief. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's done a lot of good things for the team. But at what point do we, if we feel comfortable about the health of the team, especially the infielders, do we maybe let him go? Mm-hmm and let some of the these other guys shine. That's something, you know, that's something I think we keep in the back of our head and see when we get there. Yeah,
0: I think that brings up a really good point because you look at a guy like Alcantara, right? You said you said it best, he didn't start today, but he mm-hmm. came off the bench And in his first at bat, he hits a stand-up triple. So Mm -hmm. even he seems like a guy that can come off the bench, maybe play every other two days. You bring him in as a defensive replacement later in games if you need to. Like he seems like that kind of guy, especially right now when you know maybe a Nico and a Bodie aren't totally ready yet. But even then, if he continues to outplay a guy like Sogard, to your point, when does it say you you say okay, hey look, we brought you in on a more or less a tryout contract anyway we appreciate your service to the team this year, but we're going to DF- we're going to DFA you. And if you don't mm-hmm. want to go to A Iowa, we'll, we'll let you go sign somewhere else. And I, I think mm-hmm. that I really do think that day's coming because even though, like you said, he's done a lot of good, I mean, he's been really good in the pinch hitting role. I think that's been his probably most value to the team thus far Definitely. this season. Um, I remember I did some research on it and like when he hits from the nine spot, which traditionally is a pinch hitting role, mm-hmm. um, unless you are Joe Madden, but Joe's not here anymore. You know, he's hitting like three he at that time he was hitting like three sixty-four where and half of his runs driven in were from that pinch hitting spot. So mm-hmm. he was really dominant as a pinch hitter off the bench. But if Alcantara can do that, who knows? Maybe wisdom can do that. You mm-hmm. know, once some of these guys start to maybe flex him out, then like you said, maybe then they finally say, Hey, thanks for your service to the team. We appreciate you. It's time to go because we got some kids that need some playing time. So mm-hmm. I really do think that's a good point, and probably something to keep an eye on because I would expect in probably at least the next two weeks, we're going to start to really hear more about guys like Horner, guys like, um, you know, Bodie. I know Bodie's going to probably be out for a while, but guys like Duffy who have been out for a little bit now, Mm -hmm. once those guys start to get back into the conversation of, hey, we're healthy, we're ready to play again, what moves are made, who needs to go where, how do they kind of shuffle the the pieces around? So that'll be Mm -hmm. intriguing to see for sure. But Joe, I mean, do you have any other points about this? Again, I feel like when we hear it cubs on
1: tap struggle to find things to talk about it usually means it was a good game for the cubs oh yeah <laughs> that's yeah, usually this, the case you know the, the thing we like to do most as fans of any team is complain so when there's not nothing to complain about you know we're in a good spot absolutely it's always it's always fun just to sit here and just and just kind of ah, you know enjoy it right just yeah, soak it, it in a, a 120 win you know a 120 loss is also you know uh, if your ranking loss is a 120 loss, is not the worst thing because you got the rest of the day forget it, to forget about it. But man, especially a 120 sweep, you're feeling good until you're feeling good for the rest of the night. Yeah, Wednesday night, Wednesday
0: night, Crackham is fully acceptable oh, yeah. amongst Cubs fans tonight because I, I think it's well warranted. And yeah. the beauty of it, we've got oh, even from now twenty six hours to just right. let it bask until the Cubs take on the Giants because it is a West Coast game and mm-hmm. it is a. Absolutely brutal. 845 start for those actually yep. up early. Um, And then there's people like me who are night owls anyway, and I will be <clears> fully watching <throat> that game. But oh yeah, that is okay. But Joe, I want to turn it over to you, man. I, again, uh, when we sit here and struggle with things to talk about, it's a good day for the Cubs. Reitering the fact they they swept the Padres. They oh, yeah. swept the Padres. And it feels good. So, Joe, I want to get your final thoughts on today's win, the series as a whole. Uh, And let us know a little bit about how that was on Monday Monday, because the vibe on Monday Monday. at Wrigley seemed next level.
1: So finishing up on today, looking back on some of the other series where Cubs won the first two games of the series, you're kind of, yeah, you know, if we win today, if we don't win today, whatever. Mm -hmm. We won today. You know, this is what we needed. This is exactly what we needed. So I'm glad they finished it out. It, there wasn't much you know they got down 10 early and it's nice to see him claw back you know there's no there's no giving up right now and that and that's awesome so i'm just happy that we got finished off the sweep i'm feeling great as far as monday boy was that amazing i mean you think back so the javi the javi home run the mm-hmm. first one to take the lead and everybody i think it was a i don't know if it was a full count but there was definitely two strikes and everybody's on their feet on javi javi and you just hear the crack of the bat and that ball just goes sailing, and the crowd erupted. It's it was just it was perfect, and like I've seen this a lot on Twitter too. Is like sixty percent is starting to feel like a hundred percent. Oh yeah, even, even you're looking around you, and you're like, I'm not seeing many empty seats here. Yeah, I mean it's just a great feeling. It's a great atmosphere. I, it, it, it's the best. And then the second home run from Hobby. I was just coming back from the bathroom. I'm on the the walkway, and I so I I took a second to stop and watch, and just threw my hands up when I saw that the ball off the bat. And I was, this is perfect. You no, know, here's my money take more money I, i'm coming to more games absolutely dude that's awesome
0: i i'm I, like i said i i had i joked with juice i was at a bachelor party all weekend and i was actually at a baseball game on monday i was just in mm-hmm. atlanta georgia instead of chicago right but like I had a sense of fomo because the ballpark looked awesome. I mean Wrigley is back roaring like this is this is what Cubs fans live for is summer baseball in Chicago because there's nothing like it. And I, I tell people that around the country anytime I travel and they're like, oh, you're a big baseball fan. Yeah, love the Cubs. Oh, I've heard Wrigley's beautiful. Go to Wrigley in the middle of yep. June and yep. a day game on a Friday or any day game and that place is rocking, and you need to be there because it's an electric, electric atmosphere, and I'm glad you got to be there, man. That's pretty yeah. sweet. It's always cool when we got feet on the ground at Old Wrigley. Um, I'll have to get my my uh, my happy ass back there at some point as well. Uh, I do want to show a couple comments from our boy Cody here. Uh, he says that we are rolling, boys. Yes, the Cubs are rolling 9-1 and one in their last 10. I saw that stat today, the MLB account giving the cubs some love so you know nope. they're starting to they're starting to take notice the cubs are are are, are hot and yes <laughs> the cubs are owed many apologies I even hate. from some in the in the fan base too uh i think are, are owed some apologies as well hey, uh,
1: cody what's that record since the the mayo day he's got it for
0: us right here 17 oh, and seven. 7
1: there we go there since we
0: go the cubs yeah. since cody ate an entire thing of mayonnaise the cubs are 17 and 7 that's a pretty impressive clip um Some could say some might say Cody turned this team around by eating an entire jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. Maybe Um, drop your Venmo. Yeah. Right. Hey, (laughs) if they keep playing this hot and they get into a a losing streak, Cody, we, we might, we might have to buy you another jar of mayonnaise Mm -hmm. and and have to do a live stream. I don't know if he'd be thrilled about that, but (laughs) Um, Hey, it worked sometimes. It's only crazy if it doesn't work and Mm -hmm. 17 and seven to me says it works. So, um, you know, big kudos to our boy Cody about that. Well, Joe, uh, let's go ahead and look forward because this is a big series now coming up. We're going to enjoy this sweep. We're going to hopefully, you know, the Cubs are hopefully going to ride this momentum into this weekend, but. Big game tomorrow on Thursday night in the Bay. The Cubs, as we mentioned, do square off with the Giants at Oracle Park in San Francisco at 845 Central Daylight Time on Thursday, June 3rd Uh, in the Cubs market. The usual suspects, 670, the score and marquee sports network are where you can catch the game. If you're in the San Francisco market, KNBR 680 and then 510 AM KSFN radio uh, is where you can listen to the game and then for the Giants watching it, it is NBC Sports Bay Area, um, one of the few NBC sports networks um, still left as Bally mm-hmm. seems to be taking over a lot of the regional markets. Yep. But nonetheless, the Cubs will be trotting out Zach Davies, who, we, as we mentioned, he's been really good lately. And had a stellar May. He had a 172 ERA and six starts in the month of May. So it really feels like he's starting to come back around. Um, and last season with the Padres and two starts against the Giants, he had a 225 ERA. So a guy that he's he's used to this this Giants team. He saw them a lot last season with the Padres, and he's been very good. He's 2-2 two and two on the year now with a 465 ERA and 29 Ks. And as for the Giants, an old friend. Of the, uh, of the Cubs. He hasn't played for the Cubs. He played for a division rival of the Cubs, and the Cubs saw him quite a bit. But yep. Anthony DiScalfani, or this thank you. Um has had a really nice season so far yep. for the Giants. He's going tomorrow. He's four and two with a 356 ERA and 54 K's on the year. He's actually been very, very good. So, Joe, I will turn the microphone over to you, sir. Uh, would love to get your little preview for tomorrow's game uh and get a fly the W player for you before we get out of here.
1: Yeah, so you know, you'd love to see Zach Davies continue the momentum from his last good couple starts. If we can get six innings again, man, six innings it should be the benchmark for all starters, and then anything after that's a bonus. So he's been looking real good lately, and hopefully, some familiarity familiarity from uh, last season when he was with the Padres. Hopefully, we can get something good out of him tomorrow. Deisclafani, I mean, he, the whole Giants pitching staff has, in general, has been no joke. Mm-hmm. Deisclafani had a three, five, six, and, and then we're gonna see Kevin Gossman. And uh, game three of the series, he's a, he's he's got a one four ERA six and O, and then we got Johnny, Qua- Johnny Quaido Johnny Cueto game four, so I mean we're gonna we're they're putting us through the ringer at the MLB right now they're putting us through the ringer and we'll see how we're doing. I mean right now we're three and we're what six and O against the NL West. Yep, you know obviously that undefeated won't last forever. But and not we'll only see. not only the NL West, but the MLB darling Dodgers and Pitt. oh yeah, oh yeah. And for, and for good reason. They're great teams. Oh, sure. So that's why you love to see what the Cubs are able to do against those good teams. So I'm looking for, you know, we're we're kind of in a groove against right-handed pitching right now. We're kind of in a groove against everybody, but right-handed pitching especially. So, you know, we got – anytime we can keep Hap on the left side, that's always a good thing. Rizzo coming back. So, you know, I, I think for my fly of the W pick, I think I'm going to go with Rizzo. I think he said, what, two hits yesterday, at least one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'm going to stick with him some warm weather and probably how about with that back? So I'm going to stick with Rizzo for my fly, of the W pick.
0: I like it. Yeah. Rizzo today with two doubles in today's game, as you mentioned yesterday's game had multiple hits as well. Um, it's always good. Like we said, when Rizzo gets going and if, if he's mm-hmm. going to continue that trend, uh, it's going to be really nice to see. I agree, man. I think, you know, this is going to be a tough series. I think this series actually might be the toughest one to this point for the Cubs because the Giants are really disrespected, in my opinion, around yep. the, the league because, again, like we mentioned, everybody's talking about the Padres and Dodgers. They are. They're very good on paper. But the Giants, for maybe not being the best team on paper, are performing, and they are getting the job done. And like you mentioned, their starting pitching has been excellent, and that's very much a hit, uh, pitcher's ballpark out there at, at Oracle. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Cubs come to play. Probably won't see a ton of long balls unless you're a, a right-hand – or Yeah, right-handed hitter, you know, taking it to the left field because that's the shorter porch of the two. But to your point, a guy like Anthony Rizzo, who is a double machine, he puts one in that deep right-center gap out there. Who knows what could happen, especially if you have a couple of guys on base.
1: Maybe we'll see Alcantara, maybe if he can hit one to that right-center hole, that deep right-center hole, maybe he can see him fly around the bases. Like, how Javi did that a few years? I think that might have been 2016, 2017. He had that inside the Parker. So maybe we'll see somebody like Alcantara come through with one.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I think that's a real possibility. And uh, I think for my my fly that have pick picked for tomorrow, I'm going to go with a guy who has just had a ton of success against our boy Anthony on the other side. Uh, I am not going to go Rizzo. I'm going to let you have that one to yourself, even though Rizzo has been dominant against him, 462 average and 13 plate appearances with two homers and four RBIs. But I'm going to go with the guy that has the next best average from the, his days as a red in the NL Central, Jock Peterson actually leads the team in average against um, Discofani. I can't even Discaf- pronounce it. Discofani. Thank you, Jesus. I, I cannot pronounce this dude's name for the life of me. Um, but he has a 571 average and seven plate appearances with two homers and three, R- three RBIs. There's another guy who has two homers and three RBIs, uh-huh. and I fully expect him back in the lineup tomorrow. I'm going to take Chris Bryant. MVP Chris Bryant um, has a 364 average in 11 plate appearances, uh, two homers, three ribbies. Again, especially from the days against the Reds. They've seen this guy. They know this guy in um, a big win tomorrow with your big guns stepping up after seeing him for so many years in Cincinnati uh, would be refreshing. And hopefully, you know, the, the Cubs can just keep it moving, stay hot, roll into the West Coast trip and and, and keep this momentum going uh, through this four-game set with the Giants. And then, as we mentioned, that three-game set once again with the Padres in San Diego uh, rather than at Wrigley. Well, Joe, I do want to remind everybody really quick before we get out of here that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast, the On Tap Sports Network. You can go ahead and check us out at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at On Tap on social media. We have great Cubs coverage. You can follow the Cubs specific accounts at Cubbies, that's C U B B I E S, on Tap. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow myself. I am at Loose On Tap on Twitter. Joe is at Joe Maris on Twitter. Make sure you give us all a follow. And not only do we have great yep. Cubs coverage, ladies yep. and gentlemen, we got Bears, we got Bulls, we got Blackhawks, and Cubs fans. We all have one friend that's a White Sox fan. We got yep. pretty great coverage for them too. Bring them on over. Once again, you can find all of that www.ontapsportsnet.com and at Sportsnet on social media. The Ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, Joe, this is always a pleasure, man. Love being on the mic with you. Big win for the Cubs today, a six-one victory to cap off the sweep of the San Diego Padres. The Cubs will be back tomorrow against the NL West leading giants for a four game set out in San Francisco. We will be back after that one as well. Um, Some combination of the on tap Cubs on tap crew uh, will be on the microphone for that one late night, tomorrow night. And uh, Joe, what do you say? We get out of here. The only way we know how to man.
1: Yep. Let's do it. Let's go Cubs. Let's go copies.